When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Okay, uh, hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, a Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Matt Davis. Um, Nathan Blake with us today, of course, Paul Bandonato. Uh, good morning, gents. How are we under the circumstances? Oh, well, it's nice to have a new face, Matthew. <laughs> uh, different voice. Matthew, uh, I should point out, is our head of football at Wales Online, so yes. he's gone up in the world. Yeah, we've got to mix it up a little bit, yeah. The budget, the budget is extended. No offence to Greg. I'll mention but, that to uh, No, mate, I, I'm, um, I'm okay. Let's just say that. Let's just say after for talking, um, I got a, a nice boost of great football last night. Um, watching between two games, Arsenal, Liverpool, Manu, Chelsea. Watched mostly the uh, Arsenal, Liverpool game. Amazing. So uh, it brought me back to football with a bit of a smile on my face. Yeah, some great goals and what have you. But. After the weekend, uh, not so good. Not well, so good. There's only one place to start. One um, nil Swansea City. Um, from a Cardiff perspective, just just such a disappointing display. Yeah, and for me, you know, it's. Um, I spoke uh, recently about you know we, you know, the performance, our performance levels had to improve. And kind of were improving. Uh, disappointed that we didn't take all three points against Millwall. Um, but you, you were in, encouraged by the second half performance uh, improving. And I honestly thought um, Cardiff would go to Swansea and just, you know, just out physical them, just be brutal. Um, and not being able to win that side of the game is a huge worry because you know you can lose a game you can lose a derby you know uh, but I think now people understand when I talk about performance just exactly what I mean because there's a way of losing and you know I would say a lot of the players um, approach that game not understanding what that game truly means Uh, and you know, Swansea, whilst they've got a good crop of youngsters who've never played in a Welsh derby, we've been around it, their parents would have talked about it, their dads, their mums, what have you, their friends, their brothers, their uncles, their aunties. So they had a better understanding for me and Dyer and Routledge, obviously they do know what it means. And I just felt like there was one team that turned up for a derby and one term, one team turned up to play a football match. And uh, unfortunately... I think if you look at our fans as well, they were kind of amused. They were stood behind the goal, just almost like, "What is happening? We're, you know, we we're losing, you know, buyers and 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 Grimes beating us in midfield. You know, it, it was just it was just so much. The performance was just so inept for me. Um, I kind of, I was kind of lost for words. Honestly, mm. I, I watched the game and I just thought, well, what a complete waste of an opportunity to go and you know kick your, kick your season off and you know get your fans rallied behind you because, in fairness, the fans have been for the last two years through the Premier League campaign were amazing, um, through the Championship prior to that amazing, so they've been excellent. But you know, I just. I just looked at that performance and thought, you can have bad performances, but to that level in the derby where, in fairness, I've got, I've got to say, it could have been three or four. Mm. You know, it could have been, they could have been three or four goals to the good. Uh, but what, sorry, uh, what we do, 
we are brutal. That's that's our now. If you can't bring that to the table, if you can't bring that battling quality, that physicality, that that height, that strength, that power, if you can't bring that to the table against a, a very inexperienced, young, youthful Swansea team, yes, they've got one or two experienced players like wide and up front, but generally, very young team. You know, you, you you're gonna really struggle, really struggle. It was the manner of the defeat, Pablo, that really stuck in the throats. Yeah, I mean, listen, Blakey and I have spoken for some time about the style of football, um, and nothing's changed on that. I agree with Blakey that of of for a Neil Warnock team to be out battled in a South Wales derby was perhaps the most astonishing thing of the lot, but it happened. But I also have to say that, you know, as you reflect on the game, you know, I just think that it was such a tactically naive performance from Cardiff. I'll explain why, Blakey. You'll understand this better than me, but I'll tell you what I think, yeah? Yeah. Which is, there are two teams in the United Kingdom that you do not play two people in midfield against. One is Manchester City, (laughs) the other is Swansea City. Given the history of how those two clubs have played, I suppose you can throw Arsenal into that. So three teams, Arsenal under Wenger. Three teams in the last 10 years, you do not play two people in midfield against, right? So they made, Cardiff's tactics made Matt Grimes and George Byers look like Jabby and Iniesta. Right? <laughs> and they, they're not that good, yeah. okay? But on top of that, Cardiff, so Cardiff were in a flip game 4-2-4. It was silly. They were always going to be outnumbered. And Selina could have had a cigar in his mouth in the 10 roll. He probably hasn't been as challenged as that all season, Matt. I'd say so, yeah. Um, so, but then, what kind of, you know, they did the usual lump the ball up, right? But they're lumping it up to Glatzel and Danny Ward, who are not, who are not a key for more for Wales. They're not, or even a Kenzo, they're not capable of getting hold of that ball, winning the headers and holding it up. And why should they be? Because the service was awful, yeah? Um, so when they're not winning those headers or keeping the ball, it just bounces straight back to Byers and Grimes. And Swansea have got the extra man in midfield as well. And they just control the whole game. I just thought tactically it was awful. Um, but then... To compound matters, despite all of that and the fact it could have been three or four, Cardiff have lost the game on a set piece, which is meant to be a strength of Warnock, and they've conceded goal after goal after goal from set pieces. Now, this one, Blakey, I thought was particularly poor because because well, there seemed to be two or three players around Wilmot. Bennett was one who I thought Bennett played well, by the way. Right, I'm not singling him out at all. Um, Rawls was another. I think there was a third player. Morrison. No, no. Morrison was actually close to the six-yard box. No, there's like a three of them in a line. All right. So but, like but, Morrison, but, then, but then the ball... Rawls. Okay, then, so what I'm saying to you, the ball is then played into the into the, the, the middle. Mm. And it's like suddenly Wilmot has got five yards of space almost. And I'm just thinking, I know Cardiff do this zonal marking thing, or so people tell me they do, but... Why has Morrison, as the centre-half, not gone to attack that ball in that space? Can you explain the difference between zonal marking and man marking for the the listener? The difference between zonal marking and and man marking is you, as it says on the tin, you mark a zone, you mark an area. So, for instance, you might have two centre-halves and two full-backs in a line across the six-yard box, marking the space. One player then might be spared, go and attack the space. So if the ball comes in front of you or into your area, you go forward and attack it. And each player in unison does the same thing. So you're all attacking right across that six-yard line, basically, the five yards in front of you and the area around you. But I always say space, I've never seen a space score a goal yet. So marking people who score goals is more of what you want because if I'm marking you and you know you score that I know then that's down to me right now that's down to me because either you can jump higher than me you read the cross better than me you bullied me you were sharper than me 
many reasons why yeah we got a you know i headed it first but it headed your head and then it rebound went in the goal it might be a there's a plethora of reasons why you know it could be a goal or not a goal but some people believe in zonal marking right some people lots of people believe in it now the problem for me was when the ball was cut back and clipped in cardiff if you look at the shape of them for a start, like I said, Morrison was the deepest. I think it then Rawls, and then in front of him, I'm not sure it was, but I think I'm not. I'm, I can't remember. But there was like three of them in a line, not across the box, but from six yard line coming out towards penalty area, and and the lad I can't even remember his name. So Wilmot, yeah, he's basically if you look at it, taking two or three strides forward. It wasn't great movement. It wasn't like a striker who's dipped the shoulder and come across. Like He's just run forward two or three strides. I don't think he could believe the space he was in. Because the way he headed it, he knew he didn't even have to power it. He just literally... There was a glance, wasn't it? Yeah. He just guided it. He was almost like, I can't believe I'm in this space being unchallenged. So for me, there was, you know, you whether they were playing zonal or not, you've got to attack the ball and you've got to be in a better formation. I looked at the way where our back line was sometimes defensively. It was like a dog's back leg. It was all over the place. You know, and I, and I, think, and I think, you know, I don't think there's enough being done on... I think we're doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? And I don't think there's enough being done on, right, right a solid unit... Right, a solid line comes up, goes back, drops, moves forward, shuffles left, shuffles right. Because all too often, one player wants to be deeper than everybody. The two centre backs almost play like one high, one low when there's one striker. If they've got one striker and one number 10, they're kind of confused. So, what they do is like one of them will drop into a deeper position because it's safer there. Right? So Because they're not caught for pace, you mean? Absolutely, because they're both slow, and they both know they're slow. So rather than someone right pushing the number 10 position or uh, a midfielder drop, which they couldn't because they were playing two midfielders, rather than push one of the centre-halves and say, right, just go and smash Selena, and I'll just sit off the striker, and if he gets it, you know, are you then fair enough? I'll just deal with that, and my full-backs cover. They didn't. One of them will go... And Matt, are you? The other one will sit like five, six yards behind. So you, you, all of a sudden, and again, Swans, you like to play the ball and play through your lines. Straight away, you're allowing runners. See, I think that, uh, I mean, Cooper, Steve Cooper is a rookie manager compared to Warnock, right? But I just think he completely got the better of him tactically for this game. I think, I don't and think, I don't think he got the better Neil. I think Neil's thoughts got the better of himself. I honestly, I just said this to one of the lads. Go on. Ian Mitchell Moore. I just said to him, playing a 4-4-2 was almost like, I'm not sure which way to go, so I'll resort to type. I'll go back to what I know. And actually, I think that'll surprise them. And it didn't. Because you're two front players, they're not the traditional old-school strikers where you've got one big man flicks on and the other one tears after it and keeps stretching the line, the back line. Neither of them are, are particularly quick. Although Wardy is very good over the top, but he's not a quick player over the top. So if you don't win the first header, it drops back into midfield where you're outnumbered yeah. three for two. That's what I was saying. And Swansea are, are great at keeping the ball. And on top of that, we weren't able able to physically dominate them in that midfield, right? Even when there was, say, a two v two situation, they seemed to win all the second balls and everything. My thing is, Paul. I said a long time ago. And people, they didn't have a pop, but they were like, mm, that's a bit harsh, Blakes. But I said, one thing I said a couple of years ago was for Neil Warnock to bring in, not to get rid of any coaching staff, to bring in another coach when you were going into the Premier League, right? Or if I was brutal, I would change the manager and bring in a new set of uh, management staff who were more equipped to keep you in the Premier League. Right, those are the two options for me. I would bring in a coach that's going to improve the way you play and the possession of the ball, or completely change it and go with a new set of manual staff. People thought I was brutal. People thought, uh, you know, I even said 
you know, this is my opinion. I don't call for no one's head. I don't call for no sack. Just my opinion. So in the championship, I was saying, well, if I was saying that in the Premier League, I'm going to say a similar thing in the championship. And, you know, I'm not, listen, I don't want credit. I don't, I don't take pleasure in anything. Um, at the end of the day, team's getting beat. But I honestly believe that this, the club, there's no one, no one man, no one woman is bigger than this club, right? I don't care what anyone says. You know, managers come, managers go. Owners come, owners go. The only constant is the club and the fans, right? Everyone else comes and goes. But what I do, and whilst I'm on this earth, I'll always try and work for the betterment of Cardiff City. And in my opinion, I think the hierarchy should have had a better plan in place and gone forward quicker, right? Because like I said before, you got to the Premier League and it's not, you know, there's no guarantees that you're going to get there again. There are no guarantees. And they should know that from the fact why they brought Neil in in the first place, because they were on their way to League One or going to be challenging to go into League One, right? So for me, there's a catalogue here that's a, that's a follow-on. And now what you're seeing is, for me, I'm not saying this team is done because it's a new team. But what I'm saying is we don't seem to be able to step back up to the levels we were two years ago because I don't think this team is as good. But the players that we do have, who I think who can win games on their own, Murphys and people like that, they're just not... There doesn't seem to be that connection between manager and the way we play and becoming top 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 players it was great to see Hoylet back to his best against Millwall losing him I think was a big blow I think we're always going to miss Sol Bamba but I think even with those two you know I just don't think we're as good as we were two years ago I honestly don't so so I think Matt that um I'm beginning to come round to the view now that a lot of money was spent on the in the summer transfer window. And Blakey, I don't think Neil Warnock has put a very good team together on, on what I'm seeing at the moment. On what I'm seeing at the moment, all this premise and promise from the club hierarchy previously that we've got a better squad than we had two years ago. Um and as a result we're gonna give it, we're gonna improve it and give it a right old push, right? But there is no way on earth that Aidan Flint is a better defender than Bruno Manga. There is no way on earth, in my opinion, that Robert Glatzel or Isaac Vassell is a better striker than Kenneth Zahor. And the loss, you know, what, what gave kudos to the argument of it's a better squad was the thought that, do you know what, with a front four of Murphy... Reed, Mendes, and Zahor, who were brilliant at Old Trafford when they beat Man United 2 0 in the final game of the Premier League season. I thought, you know what, with Reed and Murphy, yeah, they can take this division by storm. Mm. Bobby Reed went after one game. Josh Murphy just looks like a player whose confidence is shorn when, for me, he should be built up as a player who can really take defenders on and score 15 goals in this division. And I'm just beginning, I don't know, I'm just beginning to think things, I, I don't know how things can turn around at this moment in time. Now they probably can because the next two games are Birmingham and Bristol City at home and it's not beyond war not to turn this around and get wins there and then some momentum kicks in and then the things that you mentioned, the height, the physicality and all that really kicks in in the winter months and Cardiff start charging up the table. I really want to see that happening with Lee Tomlin at the centre of it all, as we've discussed before. Um, but I really hope the Swansea defeat is a watershed moment for the manager and he realises that the approach that he's adopted is not working at the moment. I just think there's and, better squads there, than ours. There, there needs to be change. But it's not a great division, Blakey. This no, is no, a, no, it's no, not, not a great it's division It's not a great all. division. This is an opportunity for A point I've made several times before also... It, for me, whether it's a great division or not, what I'm saying is standards, tactical, technical, are improving all the time in this country. Yeah. Right? Players. Yeah? So you might not be 
you know, it might not be as good as the championship was two years ago, but technically, tactically, managers, players are far more aware than what they were. So the game is moving forward. That's that's life. It doesn't stand still, right? Honestly, I don't think we move. We have moved forward. That's just my opinion, right? I don't care what anyone says, and hence that's what I was I was saying about if I was Neil, I'd bring in a top coach. I'd, I'd oversee that coach and let him, you know, and tell him like, oh, we'll do this and we'll do it. But I would definitely look to improve the amount that we keep the ball. I, I just thought going 4-4-2 against Swansea was almost like, I really don't know what can we play next. Right? Uh, I mean, this division is, is, is crazy. If Cardiff now were to put two results together in the next two home games against Birmingham and Bristol, that puts them incredibly back in the playoff mix. No, well, I, no, and be, that's that's not inconceivable. No, 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 it's not. But in the, fact, it's entirely likely. I'd go as far as no. Saying. But the problem, uh, the problem you've got is when you're sat. Where are we? 15th, 15th at the moment in the table. Fourteen. Yeah. If you win two, if you're fifteenth, the chances are that at least seven teams above you are going to win two as well. They're in better form than you. So you don't move into the playoffs, you move up to 10th position, right? It, it, or you move up to 9th position. The point I'm trying to make is the gap, I, I said this from early on in the season. At the moment, at early on in the season, it was, I was saying we'll take time to get going, new players, what have you, what have you. The only thing you need to worry about is the gap between 6 and, our, and wherever we are, the points gap. Just like when we won start the season in the championship campaign, we got promoted. Like I said, we had a bad run around Christmas, but the fact that we had won so many games earlier on gave you that cushion and then allowed you to stay between second and fourth. We didn't drop outside the playoffs and we went, didn't win for five games, right? But that's where the early season form allowed you that cushion. Well, we haven't had that cushion. So, so we have got a goal on basically... Not a three or four winning game run. We're going to have to go on a six or seven winning run to get into the top six, top four, top five and stay there for a couple of weeks. And I just don't think we got that as a team. I just don't see us. I, I look at us. I, I commentated for uh, the Beeb up at Millwall and the, the game was there for the taking. Millwall, you know, a very average team. But we weren't able to step on and, and take it. It's as simple as that. I just, listen, I just don't think we're as good as what we thought we were. Uh, and I didn't think we were all of that from day dot, to be honest with you. I predicted between eight and 10. Uh, that Even that prediction is looking kind of shady at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I still think we can finish strong with a full squad, but you know, Listen, if this team gets up into the top six, it's going to be monumental. Trust me, it's going to be monumental. Because Christmas, over the Christmas period, everybody is playing games. That's what I'm saying. We talk, sometimes we talk in a bubble like, oh, if we do this, this is what happens. Well, no, other teams are doing the same thing. You know, there's other teams above us who all want to achieve what we want to achieve, winning games. See, I want to, I want to you know, I love Neil Warnock to bits. That bloke has done a phenomenal job at this football club. No need to go back in the history. But to me, the biggest thing he's done is bring the club back together, let alone the Premier League and all this and the other. Um, so I really want Neil Warnock to turn this around. I really do. Um, that means he has to use that as a watershed moment. He has to accept the star has to evolve. And he has to pick different personnel who will strengthen the team and leave out some of the favourites who in the opinion of some fans, weaken the team. But I think what worries, and, and that's what I fervently hope will happen, that Neil Warnock will turn this around himself because something has to something has to give here, yeah? And I want it to be Warnock himself carries on to the end of the season and turns, turns things around. That's where my fingers are crossed. But I think what worries me is... The aftermatch comments, Matt, which you would have been in the office dealing with these particular stories, yeah. yeah? So, so one was about 
indicating that that Cardiff had played well and just made the wrong decisions in the final third. Yeah, but the then, then, then you've got the a problem. Fans, the you? fans You're are not mugging not, anyone off with mate. respect. The yeah. fans are not stupid. Yeah. Cardiff fans know what they see. Yeah. And if Neil really thinks that, I'm worried mm. because. Well, this no, is where this is just a message. Sorry, this is this is where I spoke about manipulation, Paul. Let's get brutal, right? It's no point. I don't dance around things, right? You can if you come off that game. I haven't heard Neil's comments, but if you're coming out of that game and Neil's saying that's what it was, uh, yeah, wasn't he, it? he basically said that he was he was disappointed with the goal they they conceded. Mm. Um, he said he saw it coming a mile off. Why his defenders didn't move into the positions they should have been. He then made a, uh, a comments about about the crowd but I think it was more of a case of deflecting from the yeah. performance well, that's, I, that's on the I field. Was, I was going to come on to the crowd but, but the point I was making about he said something along the lines of we had opportunities but we made the wrong passes mm. in the final third. No, we don't pass the ball. I just think that, that's There made. was a time, listen, I, I was watching the game and there was a time we were, it was about a, about a good 10-15 minute period Right, where they Swansea had a sustained and now backed up now on half. And there must have been four occasions, five occasions, where I thought, right, get it. We've got it. Just outside the eight in the yard box. Pass into the right wing or pass into the left. And out we go. Boot. Out for a out for a, a throw in on the right hand side, or out for a throw in on the left hand side, or over to their keeper. They, 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 mate, I, I, you will, sooner or later people will understand what I mean when I say about maintaining well, possession well, was, of the football, resting I mean, in possession know, of well, the football. It was possibly summed up for me. I think about the eighty fifth minute, and somehow Cardiff is still in this game, and the ball drops to. I, I'm not singing him out, but these are the fact. The ball dropped to Joe Rowles. Just and he whacked it out well, to the right, out to let, the left hand let, side. Let me, let me finish. I know. Right, let me finish. So I've seen it. The ball dropped to Joe Rowles about ten yards outside the Cardiff box, mm. and I think it was on the uh, right. Was who, no, no. He, he whacked it towards the left. I can't remember who was there. Maybe it was aimed towards Bogle. I can't remember now. But anyway, he whacked it about forty yards upfield. Right, with Cardiff definitely need to keep the ball attack. It went straight into touch, Blakey. Yeah, I know. But and it just going straight into touch. It went into the, touch by another 10 yards. Yeah, but, it could, but those are the examples I'm talking about. Joe could have just passed that to the right winger. I see the right winger was mag, but the, the, the defender was 12 yards off him. See, see, even so that's what I'm saying. Right? If you're, if, that's where you have the confidence to go, right, it doesn't matter that. He's not, if, it, if a defender's 12 yards, what do we say? You need half a yard to beat someone. The defender's 10 or 12 yards off you, he's not marking you. He's just in a zonal area, right? Pass it to your winger. He's got time to take a touch turn, lay it back, lay it inside, turn outside, run down the line. He got it's so many options. But it was, we, mate, it's frustrating to think that the simplest of things, right? We are not doing the simplest of things. Now, that's not about long ball, direct football, anything. That's just common sense, mate. Right? That's just, we're in a battle. It's the last five, ten minutes. We need a goal. I'm not kicking it away. I would rather get tackled than him sticking it in my net and we lose 2-0. Right? But I'm not kicking it away. I am getting us up to their goal and at least getting a corner or something. But if you just whack it away and... Mate, ah, oh, mate, it's 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 hard to explain when, not hard to explain. It's hard to accept when you know that you've got players who are capable of playing football, right, and keeping possession more than we do. We don't keep the ball for more than four or five passes max, any time. I don't care what anyone says. That cannot be right. No, but this is where I'm saying something. And if you're not brutally beating people up physically. And that side's not working of your game. You're struggling, mate. And that's what we look like. At home, we have a, like, we seem to be like a 10-minute team. Last 10, 15 minutes, like I say, we apply pressure by long throw-ons and what have you. Right? Yeah. Corners and long throws. That's how we apply pressure. 
We don't apply pressure by keeping you penned in by keeping the ball. Long throws and corners apply pressure. Last 10, 15 minutes, we tend to get into games or win games. Right? But that's not going to last. That isn't going to last. Your luck will run out. It will run out. You know that. The luck will run out. Right, of course it will. You've got 70 minutes, 80 minutes that you're giving the opposition. Right? It's not, we're not in the Premier League now where we're conceding possession and saying, okay, if we can get 30, 35 to 45% possession out of the game, we, we should be in it all around it. We're back in the championship. Step forward. Slightly change tactic. We're going to keep the ball a bit more. We're not saying we're going to be Swansea City. And we're not saying we're going to be Arsenal or Liverpool or Man City. But what we're saying is, well, Liverpool, fast counter-attack. That's how we're going to play. Why? Because you've got players who can counter-attack. You've got speed demons on both flanks. Right? You're not going to counter by lumping the ball up to No, gla- you've got a Tomlin in the midfield. You've got, you, 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 you've got a Tomlin in midfield who you can, you can play almost any type of ball to. If you've not got Tomlin, you've got Patterson. Blakey's very frustrated here. And if you, you know, and Patterson, play Patterson in the, if, if, yeah. if Tomlin ain't fit, play Patterson in the 10. See, and I, say to Danny Ward, just run off Patterson. See, I think that... Um, we need to stretch the opposition. It's, I think it's Blakey, Blakey's emotions and passion are coming out here, but I think that this was, we saw this from the fans after the game for the first time, and it is the first time I began to see a large swathe begin to turn with their viewpoints, and they're saying pretty much the same things that you're saying, Nathan. I was perplexed, mate. But, honestly, you know. I was just, I was, I was kind of wide-eyed and jaw-dropped. At, I was, you know, you're waiting for <laughs> the light brigade. You're waiting yeah. for that charge. You're waiting for that. Well, Cardiff's gonna have their 15 minutes. Let's see what happens then. It just never materialised. It just never materialised. And then when I was watching the game, I've from the get-go, I thought, are we playing two in midfield? We're playing 4-4-2. We've gone right back to old school. So you're, you're basically backing everything I said right at the start there about tactically being incredible. Don't understand play, it, Paul. To play that way Don't understand Swansea it. Swansea of all teams. Don't understand it. Don't Do not understand it. Do not understand it. I, I always I say to you in this modern day and age, playing two central midfielders, listen... They've got to be Xavi and Iniesta. And, and this is the point. I go back to it, Matt, right? And I'm not being disrespectful to Grimes and Byers, right? But they did look like Xavi and Iniesta, and they're not that good. But Cardiff made them look that good, and they gave Selena an absolute free ride in the 10 rounds. Who's been struggling, by but the way? Selena hasn't played that well, Matt. I'm Who's not been struggling? Saying, Matt. They've yeah. been moving into the, to, to the wing. I just think that Swansea were going into this game on the back of a poor run themselves. Absolutely struggling with confidence. Couldn't have been wait, looking forward to this. They were, you know, they were there, 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 there for the taking. taking. I'm with you 100%, Matt. 100%. And there was only, there was only one team in that game. Well, our, 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 our mate Cliffy, right? Me and him have the band there every week. And, Last week we should explain who Cliffy is. He's he's the head of he deals with the print pages of the Western Mail, the South Wales Echo. Everybody, he's one of our production guys. Yeah, there. and he and he uh, winds Blakey up all the time because he's a big Swansea fan. Yeah, so we have a lot of banter, right? But last week, prior to the derby, I was coming like, oh, oh, oh bullish. You're gonna get it. You're gonna, you know, we're gonna physically, and you know it. And he was almost accepting of we are struggling, mate. We are we are really really struggling. Now the performance, like I said earlier, it was like one team played it in a derby match and one play, team played a match. Yeah. Right. Cardiff didn't understand, and maybe if you're joining up the dots, what Glenn said a couple of weeks ago, the twenty threes don't play like the first team. Then lies a problem. Right. You need more players who play one way in the first team, yeah? Or the first team shouldn't just play how the manager wants to play. The first team should have a philosophy. The club should have a philosophy that runs concurrent throughout the there whole... There should be a path, pathway. Absolutely. Say, Absolutely. So, so what, and that goes for all the best yeah, clubs. Yeah, so just finally ended up, I don't want to go back to the tats again, but what, you know, Steve Cooper did, did outwit no, I'm not no, accepting he it. Did, he did play, yeah. But for the I, reason, don't, I don't for the think reason, he did. I think we. I no, think they played. No, they played. We played a different. He put. He took Baston out of the team to put Iowa. We, up top, yeah, but we right? usually play four three no, three, do we out, not? Right. He also played Routledge and Dyer, 
knowing they'd have a lot of the ball, right? Mm. And those two clearly pass their best, are nonetheless so comfortable on the ball, and it looked like that. They just looked like, like they used to do in their pomp because they had so much of the ball, they're really comfortable in possession, and everything, you know, it just all went wrong. Now, it all came from, you know, he spotted the weaknesses in the Cardiff team, which he capitalised upon, and Cardiff, yeah, but they Cardiff didn't change their the, system, really. No, but they changed their they personnel. Changed personnel, personnel they right? changed, they changed, they changed key personnel, personnel and right. positions. But, yeah. we, but changing key people is not as big as changing formation. Changing formation, because key people, you can be good this week, and Matt can be good the next week, but you're both playing the 10 position, right? If I then oh, say, that's much better. If, I, much better if, I, then say, <laughs> if I then say that you two 10s, right, go and play left and right, Right, we're changing system. We went to a four four two. Mate, wow, what? <laughs> anyway, we, yeah, we could be here all, all day. Yeah, with that's one. a heck of a debrief, isn't what? it? Uh, we'll wrap up section one there, and um, we'll move on to some questions. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Uh, okay, uh, part two. Uh, this is um, the Ask Blakey section. Some great questions have come in. Um, this one from Joey Pitt. All right, Joe. Um, if Warnock stays, what needs to change? I know we've, we've covered a fair bit of that in the first uh, like, section. Like, like I said, Joe, I've been saying it for a long time, mate. And, you know, I know I'll go on about it, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just want what's best for the club at the end of the day, all right? And like I said, we didn't hire Neil Warnock because there was some great plan in place. We hired Neil Warnock when we were struggling and it was almost like the obvious choice. Then what came about was sensational. Saved us, got up into the league and then got a promotion the year after it. All right? At the point that promotion to Premier League is achieved, the start of the season of the, the championship where we went up, there should have been a plan in place. I knew we were going up after five games or we were going to be challenging. Mm. It was obvious, right? If you know this game, if you know this league. But if you don't, then you don't put plans in place. But put plans in place and don't ask Neil, you know, oh, what you want to do in the Premier League. You tell, if you're staying, you have to improve the coaching, we need to improve how we play because mm. we're not going to get it done in the Premier League. Okay, we came close, but coming close is, you know, you hit the bar, you don't win 1-0. You don't score. Right? I don't want to come close. I want to be there. Simple as that. So plans have got to be put in place now for what happens when Neil leaves. To me, you've said it, the club have said it, it's supposed to be the end of the season. So I'm working on the end of the season. What happens then? I hope there's a plan in place to slightly not go from one extreme to the other, like I've said before, like we did with Mackay and Solskjaer, but to gradually step forward from the direct tactic to have a bit more possession-based football. Still have that direct football if you want, but a bit more possession-based, a bit more counter-attack, a bit more pace, a bit more guile in midfield, a bit more creativity, and then in maybe three or four years' time, then step forward again onto a more, you know, just counter-attack, fast, free-flowing yeah. sort of manager. So a transitional manager. Uh, it has to be transitional. Both right. Counts, it, because, like I said, and I know Neil didn't like this, but it'll take two or three years to change the current squad. You can't go January, you can't go January, we'll change six. Uh, New Year, we'll change another yeah. six. Uh, following January, we'll change another six. Two or three here, there, yeah. two or three here, there, two or three here. Now, Neil's brought in 40-odd players. It's going to take a long time to get transition to the next set of players which are more forward-thinking than these. Or the ones that are forward-thinking that we have at the moment, they need to be playing and coached in a way that is more conducive to the way they play. It's like, ah, come on, it's obvious. Well, you made your feelings. Nice uh, one, Joe. Well, Great question. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Uh, right, next one. This one from uh, Christian Jones. Uh, who would you drop uh, Flint or Morrison to bring in Bamba when he's back fit? Uh, I would. I would go with Flint. 
because Morrison and Bamba, I think, have they've they've got a good understanding. Uh, and I think a lot of our troubles have come since Saul has left. You know, we had a lot of troubles before Saul came. Yeah. I've painted him so many times as the captain of the team. People have said to me, nah, and it was a times where people go, nah, Morrison, because nah, when he was scoring goals, I yeah. said, great. It's in the opposition box, he's great. Not so great in his own box, but time went on, those improved. But they improved because the person now he had stood next to him, and outside of him, on the one side, you had Bennett, you had Bamba, you had Morrison, and you had Manga. So Morrison was surrounded by two centre-halves, quality centre-halves, right? So they, you automatically improve your, your, your standard. You can't help it. Why? When I'm out of position, I'm getting covered. Yeah. When I'm too high, you know, he's dragging me back. You know, it's simple. And Saul's been on the show and told us about the understanding where he'll go tight and Morrison drop off and vice versa. So they've got a good understanding. But for me, I'm sorry, I, 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 you know, I think, I don't know Aiden. I think he's a, a decent player, but if you gave me the choice, it would be Morrison and uh, Bamber all day. Okay, thanks Christian for that one. Um, this one from Ed Hopkins. All right, Ed. Um, this is kind of similar to Jerry's question, but um, should the club be looking to bring in or announce a new manager in January, even if Warwick stays until the end of the season? Also, allowing them an input into transfers. Allowing the new, the new, the new man, as in bringing in someone. Honestly, I think they've got to get a whole different system in place, Matt. Really, I've said it before. Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time at Chelsea, uh, and I've seen the way that process works up there, and that culture works up there, and that philosophy works up there, and it's wonderful to watch. And what you're seeing at the moment is a young manager come through and is able to bring young players in to the first team because they know how that first team plays, mm. right? So I honestly think Cardiff need to go. Cardiff, for me, they, the club hasn't got enough former footballers in it. Whether you go down to the youth team coaching setup, 23s, first team, right? First team and academy are kind of split. They play one way, we play another. You know, so hence why there's been a, such a turnover of players yeah. come in and no young players coming through. That's right. Right? So, there's a, they, 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 you know, I'd love to sit with Vincent Tan or Mehmet Dalman. I'd love to sit and just, and, and speak like this and conversate and try and get them to understand. You know, ultimately you want success. We've seen that when Vincent Tan won the league. He wants success. Right, but do you know in this modern day and age, you're not going to get it on a constant how we are. It was always going to be a flash in the pan. Right? And I'm saying, wouldn't you rather have a club that's in the Premier League and sat there for the next 10 years yeah. rather than a team that goes up and down, up and down? This process is beneath. It goes, like I was saying, before, about the pathway. Right. Right? There's no point having an academy if none of them ever get through to the first team. Now, whether they're good enough or not, that's a different matter. Whether the coaching is good enough or not, that's a different matter. But it's all reviewable. Right? It's all reviewable. The, the problem is, you've got the hierarchy now. We're all thinking, well, well, should we announce a new manager by January? Well, that just undermines the manager yeah. that's currently there. I wouldn't do that to him. If we were going to have a new manager, you know, It'd be up to Neil if he turned around and says, well, I'm resigning because you've already got someone in place for next year. But I can't see that happening because he's already said he's going to leave at the end of the year. Yeah. You know I mean, there's kind of an understanding and a kind of an agreement. So there's no reason why there shouldn't be succession planning from the start of the season. Yeah. They should, all these things should be, you know, in place. Whether the club take the decision to announce them or not is a different matter. But... I don't think they've got the personnel that understand how to. Yeah. There lies the problem. Okay, thanks for your question, Ed. Um, last one then from Paul Mitchell. Uh, do you think Smithies should play versus Birmingham? Smithies did not have a bad game, but got dropped. Also, I'd like to see Nelson or Patterson in defence. Morrison needs a rest. What do you think? Uh, uh, first part, Smithies, I think it must be because the crowd gave Everidge such stick with his kicking. I still don't understand how average kicking is struggling because that's always been a, a, a bit of a downfall of his. 
I would, I've said on you before, I think that's probably why he's not in the Premier League. Because the kick in, and the more they put pressure on him, with the, the more they seem to be going. Right? So, would I change Smithies and Average? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I said I wouldn't have dropped Smithies in the first place. Yeah. Right? I know a lot of people were calling for Average to come back. I think you've got to be a worldy keeper. It's not like Schmeichel. You know, he had a good season in the Premier League, but Smithies was, was, was doing his bit. He's, he's a good keeper. Right? Now, you know, Paul's shaking his head, but I'm saying what you've got to understand is when you drop people, right, it has a knock-on effect to my squad, right? So what I'm saying to you is there might be players who are starting who are friends with Smithies who know, well, that was unfair. It might not. But what I'm saying is these are the kind of things that go in the dressing room. Who, who asked the question, Matt? Uh, Paul Mitchell. Mitch. Don't agree, Paul. I think that I, I disagree with Blakey on that, although we, we both agree Etheridge should stay, but I actually think that Smithies was at fault with a couple of the goals at West Brom, and I think that this change was inevitable. Well, I said Smithies was at fault for the for um, the goal at Hull. West Brom, uh, I don't really recall massively him being massively at fault or anything like that. But, you know... I, I don't know, mate. I, I probably would have just stayed with Smithies. What was the second part of this um, question? Seen a bit more of um, Nelson or Patterson in defence. It's funny, isn't it? When, when you're struggling, you always call for the person yeah. that's not not played or not vague. Nelson, I haven't got a clue. I haven't seen him play. We haven't seen enough of him. I, I honestly couldn't say, well, he would fit in really nicely with a partnership with so-and-so or so-and-so. The we've thrown around the idea of three centre backs when Saul comes back. Um, this is where Cardiff has suffered going out of a cup competition early when we could have seen the likes of yeah, play. yeah, yeah, and get some game time on them. But, um, but you know, you don't at his age, you don't sign him as centre half, like you know, you, you sign him as a as a boy, like a, a boy, I mean, boy, as in one of the boys to go to battle mm. you know we're not seeing does he develop into you know we got youth players and 23s for that will they develop into I signed those centre halves I signed the spine of my team to play simple as that if I pay money for you you're playing right or unless you come and get injured or have a stinker but if I sign centre backs centre mids number 10s number 9s that's that's the heart of my team. That's that's where I'm building. Right, you play. So can't pass judgment because we haven't seen it yeah. play. <laughs> okay, thanks, Paul. Thanks for your question. Right, that's the end of part two. In part three, we'll be looking ahead to um, Birmingham. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Not looking forward to it. Shit, they're on a decent roll, don't they? Okay, um, this is part three, the final part. Um, Birmingham up next uh, at home, Blakey. Um, what are your thoughts, predictions, lineups? Haven't got a clue, Matt, honestly. Haven't got a Scooby Doo. It's all a case of how he reacts to a very disappointing defeat. You know, he's back back at home, yeah. record at home at least. I mean, home yeah. comfort, so it's a bit of a cliche. Yeah, I think uh, I, I certainly Bakuna was fit. Yeah, I think I would have played Bakuna in the derby. I thought Bakuna had been playing really well. And I thought there was... He was hooked early, wasn't he? At, yeah, and at I think there was like almost like a punishment. I'll drop you completely out of the squad for a game. But sometimes you can cut off your nose despite your face, you know. Mm. So Birmingham? <sighs> They're on a decent charge at the moment. Uh, we'll probably want to, you know, resurrect some pride and what have you. So, 
it'd be a difficult game but you know I, I don't know I don't know what we'll go with I don't know what shape we'll go with because honestly the 4-4-2 just totally threw me it was a googly mate yeah. it was like a Shane Warren ball it was just like whoa where did that come from I don't know what shape we'll go with I don't know if we'll revert back to a 4-3-3 whether Bamba comes in and he goes to three centre halves and plays a five in midfield I don't know whether he sticks with a 4-4-2 and changes personnel I don't know I don't know, is Tomlin fit? Is he injured? Right, is Tomlin fit? Why wasn't he in the squad? A knock for the Swansea game? Right, but he played at Millwall. He got got dragged. I don't know, Paul, I'm twisted. What can I say? I'm all over the place. I've never known you so... Spike, I'm frustrated, mate. The right word, I'm frustrated. You, so I'm frustrated in the point that the bulliant in, in I don't the see. I don't see. There's a reason for us to be where we are. Yeah. Right. Honestly, believe if you if you stick to certain things and follow certain rules in football, you're not always going to be successful. That's just stupid. But there's a reason why the successful teams are usually successful. Right. And like I said. I've seen it and I know what happens. I've won promotions from the championship and I know how to get out of it. So it's frustrating to see where we are at the moment. And it was like, we, we, even, we, we, we changed what we were doing to something that we used to do a long, long time ago. So we went back to a system that I, I never I never knew if you're sat down and looking at the board of Card of Swansea and you set up a four four two against them. I don't know how you sit there in the meeting and go, Yeah, that's that's how we win that game away from home. I just I don't I just don't see that. I don't understand it. I don't see how you could. Matt, I'm gonna take over the hosting this podcast with Blakey's bottling his prediction. So Please I'm do. gonna ask you, Matt, what are you predicting? Uh, well, I'm still keeping the faith with with Warner. I, I go back to what I said earlier I think two results and it's a completely different conversation that we're having mm. I think everyone knows obviously that Warnock is going to be leaving at the end of the season I think from my point of view he's got enough credit in the bank to see out the season um, as Abo pointed out earlier these are two winnable games yeah. on, on a certain level yeah um, but it's, it's how they again going back to a bit of a cliche about how they respond to, to a derby you just don't know where, they did, where they didn't turn up mm. so how are you what are you predicting <laughs> he's the same as me we <laughs> <laughs> haven't got a clue I don't know they've it's been, they, the they, they've been decent at home if this was an away game I, I it's not what are you predicting I'm going, I'm going a, a, a tense 1-0 home win Blakey what are you predicting 1-1 Start moving the chains again with the draw. Okay, lovely. Okay, I think that's probably a, a good place to stop. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to take over, Matt. Go on, give me a prediction. Well, it wasn't just me. I, who was uh, I got away without having predictions. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's close were. the show, Matt. <laughs> okay, uh, no, no, no. What is your prediction, though? <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time on the meter, Blake. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Right, thanks Blakey, thanks Paul, uh, thanks to the listeners and all the questions, and we'll be back next week.